0: Oh, gladness, it doesn't apply. <laughs> they totally wrong. This is a warm-bodied creature. <laughs>
1: this thing doesn't live in a swamp.
0: This thing's got what, a 25,
2: 27-foot neck? A Rackyothorra 30.
1: finds a way, and so does this pod, because we are deep in the red. This is Spoilers!
3: <laughs> this is I don't get spoilers.
1: it. Spare no expense. Spare too much expense for this pod. But, hello everybody. In. We got Datsun here. What's that, Brett? See, nobody cares. Nothing. Uh, I got
3: you, Brett.
0: Thank you.
1: You good, Brett? Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was throwing in a quote that always makes me laugh just to make people crack up. It
1: works. Oh, hello, everybody. Really this well. is your host, Stevie, And today is a very special episode. Patron member Chris, should I say his last name? Anybody or not? No, probably not. Okay. Patron member Chris uh, joined up and he wanted us to spoil the 1993 classic Jurassic Park. Uh, let's go from Isis to Weesis. And, uh, his co- opening question for us is if John Hammond gave you unlimited resources to come up with an attraction for Jurassic Park, what would it be? Fantastic opening question, by the way, Chris. Awesome. Good job, Chris. Good job, Chris.
4: Good job, Chris.
1: Who's Eastus? <laughs>
3: Who's Eastus? Me. It's always Brett, isn't it? I think, yeah, it's <laughs> no, always that, Brett. Now with
0: Jordan here, now we... Were- we figured that out. Jordan is way more East than me. This is Brett potting out of Fort Wayne. Um, I don't know. I'd have to go with, I guess what that clip I sent earlier, the SNL with Donald Glover. I'd probably make a psychosaurus. That's probably what I'd make. <laughs> Cause what could go wrong?
4: <laughs> I like that idea. I might be next, I guess I, there you go, Josh. Way to take command. Sure. <laughs> um, this is Josh from Goshen. And I am kind of an expert at Dino Park Tycoon. So this is a great Whoa, question for that. me. But unlimited resources, kind of ridiculous. So, you know, I'm going to summer my mid- my inner Muldoon. Is that his name in this movie? Muldoon. <laughs> Shoot <her. laughs> yeah, Muldoon. <laughs> and I think the most dangerous game to hunt is Man. So let's create some sort of Hunger Games gladiator sitch. We're on a weird <laughs> island in the middle of nowhere. Like, take UFC to the next level. That's what I'm hey. doing. So
1: hunting humans. How original. Okay, Josh. Uh, wh- People will be dying. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: Josh, Port in Dino
1: Park <laughs> Tycoon,
0: what's the name of the dinosaur you you want to buy at the end and then it just breaks? I think it might be
4: the Allosaurus. Hmm. I'll
2: have to look that up. So it's people hunting dinosaurs or no. people
4: hunting people? In it's this?
1: dinosaurs hunting people.
4: Like I'm talking Russell Crowe versus Joaquin Phoenix fighting to the death oh. with unlimited resources. That's what I'm but doing. You, so you don't even know where, you are don't the, even, dinosaurs? You, where are the dinosaurs involved. <laughs> it's just an attraction within the dinosaur park. <laughs> Josh, investors will never approve of murder? this.
2: Murder is an attraction inside the Dinosaurs park.
1: Dinosaurs need to be chasing humans for investors to sign
5: on. This is off. just
4: an advanced <laughs> level of UFC. Just think of it that way. Chill out.
5: <laughs> right? No, it's like your galaxy's edge section
4: of the park. I get it.
1: It sounds like Josh just—it wa- sounds like Josh just wants to see like
4: legalized pay-for-play murder. No, listen. They don't have to kill the opponent <laughs> unless I give like a thumbs down or whatever. <laughs>
1: So you're the ringmaster, oh too? <laughs>
4: Middle thumb means you decide.
1: God. Well, Josh, can you at tell me this? Will it be televised?
4: The revolution will be televised. You gotta pay for that okay, shit. Okay,
1: fine. Let's go with that. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Mikey. It's like
2: Death Race. I like Josh's Fortnite idea. That sounds pretty cool. Human Fortnite idea. Ooh. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna also have an illegal back alley type business, much like Josh. I'm but I'm I gonna have a, I'm gonna have a guy like in an alley just be like, Hey, you ever tried any dinosaur meat? <laughs> you want a <laughs> you 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 dino burger? It's probably pretty tough. Uh and yeah, you'll probably catch a weird disease eating something, but it's like something you got it you can't let the FDA find out. There's well. some like innuendos going
4: on there. I don't know. It's
1: such a, you have unlimited resources <laughs> <laughs>
4: gonna <laughs> suck on a dino bone <laughs> 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 blow a <Saurus> rex. rocks <laughs> oh that is
1: funny oh pk what you got
3: yo superhero correspondent pk here from south bend jurassic park's one of my favorite movies so i'm glad to be here i don't know i think i'd do something like in the jurassic world movie where he goes into the raptor pen to like train him but like put a cage, just drop a cage in the middle and have it be like a, you know, one of those shark experiences where you get dropped in the ocean in a big cage. That works really well in this movie.
4: Yeah. <laughs> uh,
6: this is Pappy recording from Louisville, Colorado and uh, unlimited resources, Stevie.
1: Unlimited resources.
6: Unlimited <laughs> power.
1: All right. Well,
6: if the Walt Disney Corporation has taught me anything, the real money is in synergy, so welcome to Spoilers Land, boys and girls, where you can float in the Spoilers milk bowl, or get your picture taken with the real Anthony Daniels, and the highlight of the attraction is you can ride the rock-hard Viggo Mortensen, it's a 1,200-foot drop, it's like a slide,
5: Uh, but yeah, that would be my idea. The
1: Anthony Daniels was such a nice touch.
5: No... Please don't stop. Keep telling us about this amusement park. I have to hear more.
4: Jake Gyllenhaal is there, but he only hangs out with us. He's not available to, like, the
1: tourists. (laughs) Oh, my God.
4: This is
5: Corey, Kylo Ren memes, recording out of Simi Valley, California. I've been thinking about this. Uh, So the first Jurassic Park, it had regular raptors, which are pretty scary by themselves, right? But then later in the series, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, they had, like, a super raptor. Even scarier, right? The raptor is like more evil looking. It's like part cyborg, I think.
2: <laughs> weaponized raptor.
5: It is weaponized. So I say, fuck all that. You're going to have an amusement park. You should have nice raptors. So my contribution, Ooh. a chorus line raptors. Oh, I'm talking like... raptors in little top hats, <laughs> twirling canes in an auditorium. <laughs> so if you ever go to an amusement park, you know, there's rides. There's always at least one auditorium that has a show. And mine is a chorus line raptor. <laughs> <laughs> That's
4: amazing. If they can open a door, they can troll a top (laughs) hat. Easily.
1: I like how small everybody went with theirs. My wife suggested being able to fly with the pterodactyls. If I were to do one... Man, do you guys remember that episode where Morty goes to that arcade and he lives like a full life where... He like goes back to work at the carpet store and he just lives like a sweeping full life and it's pretty much like 10 minutes.
4: And he loses his wife and kids. Yes. That's, so <laughs> dark. Yeah, that's taken from Star Trek, but yes.
1: Thank you, Kylox. I know nothing of Star Trek outside the movies, <laughs> um, but if I were to do it, I would offer a million dollars to either four friends or a family of four that would go into a VR world full of dinosaurs um, ones that'll eat you and ones that won't alike. And if you could survive for 24 hours, you get a million dollars. But what you do in the VR is plastered all over Jurassic Park so everyone can see what you're doing and what you're saying.
4: Mm. Mm. I love it. I, think it'd be, gotta...
1: I, I mean, I think it would tear a lot of families apart at, to a certain point. Yeah, right?
4: <laughs> but who cares? No,
1: I, I mean, I think people would get pleasure out of just watching it. I think there'd be a lot of Vegas bets. Uh, okay. I mean, I, I think that's what I would like to see. Like the most, I mean, insane VR you've ever seen, though. I think it's a better idea than Josh's pay to watch people get murdered idea, but that's just me. Yeah.
6: I mean it's no rock hard Vigo Mortensen slide though. We can all admit that. <laughs> would the slide at least come I out of
1: say, like Vigo? Like where's Rock Hardwood? I gotta say uh, I love
2: watching Josh's Hitman Universe while eating a dino burger. It sounds pretty <laughs> awesome to
1: me. <laughs> oh man. Well, let's get- We could s-
4: have the Dirk Diggler ride too, Pappy. Just go straight down. <laughs> Huge drop. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Stevie. So sorry.
5: <laughs> it's
6: okay. Great question, though, Chris. I love it. Perfect question. That's an awesome Thanks, Chris. Question.
1: Before we get into this movie, I have a question for superhero correspondent PK. Just because here we go. He's such an enigma to me. I he can't even say a movie he hates, and it just makes me laugh because he loves all movies, which I think is a great quality. So much that he even liked Jurassic Park: Fallen Kingdom.
3: Jurassic World. Uh,
1: Jurassic, there you go. <laughs> Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. That's how much <laughs> you better. like that movie. You got the title even right. Outside of the first one, PK, I have to ask you, what is your favorite Jurassic Park movie?
3: The Lost World, probably. I like the first Jurassic World too, but I think The Lost World's good. It's a fun time. I don't know if it's good, but.
2: <laughs> two or three? Which That's the second one.
3: No,
5: it has some moments, you know, and it's it's very heavy on the Goldblum, which um, is enjoyable in some parts of the movie. Sure. <laughs> some parts. <laughs> I can see why you would go with that one as your next favorite.
3: A young Vince Vaughn. Julianne Moore. No, let's forget about that one, though. No, that's,
5: <laughs> that's not a highlight.
3: <laughs> also, I don't like every movie. There are movies I don't like. But I don't like believe I said, it. Next time I pod, I'll give you a list.
6: <laughs> there we go. You're the only person in the history of spoilers whose stats we track at a, that are at hundred percent yes. I don't I don't want to know a oh, movie yeah. you don't like. I'm the honestly. I'm the anti <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> <Brother> Jordan.
1: Exactly. <laughs> oh well, let's go ahead and start out with this movie. Kylo, we pretty much have one main hero in this movie. Who actually is Dr. Alan Grant? Oh yeah. Dr. Alan Grant
5: is a paleontologist which is what I wanted to be when I was a little kid. Because nice. of Indy or because of this movie? Because of this movie and because <laughs> dinosaurs were pretty hot shit in the 90s. Oh Yeah, yeah they were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the introduction to Alan Grant, I do want to talk about that scene. It's like such a great scene. In fact, there's a lot of memorable scenes in this movie overall. Almost every one is, in fact. But uh, Dr. Grant and Ellie Sadler, they're digging up some dinosaur bones and... You get to see a dig site, Grant's like explaining similarities between birds and dinos. He's really showcasing his knowledge. And this is just great. Like some little dipshit kid (laughs) pipes in and starts making a smart-ass comment.
6: Where did this kid come from? He just appears from the
4: Montana (laughs)
6: Desert to roast
5: Dr. Grant. (laughs) This is one of my favorite moments in the whole movie.
4: I listened to this in headphones for the first time ever, and someone in the crowd goes, ooh, this kid's really a pistol. (laughs) (laughs) A pistol.
5: There's a moment Uh, right before Grant responds to this kid where he stops dead in his tracks, puts his hands on his hips, and just has like a small laugh to himself. He's like finally an opportunity to ruin a
3: child's life <laughs> it's awesome yeah. but also how the kids see like the the picture of it Cause he's like that doesn't look very scary and like they all clear out and he's clearly shorter than everybody
2: get him dr grant show him <laughs> show him what's <laughs> up host him <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Tell them about the birds! Tell them about the birds.
4: Somebody starts a beat. <laughs>
6: <laughs> and it's like all in the name to like respect this old dino. Like, hey, if this dino was alive, he'd really kick your ass, kid. It's like a...
5: <laughs> no, what I think is hilarious is that Grant basically pulls a knife on this kid to prove his point.
4: <laughs> yeah.
5: And it's not really a knife, obviously, it's like a prehistoric equivalent, the raptor claw, but it still counts. It's still very sharp. Um, That really gets the kids' attention. Uh, But we learned three things about Grant, Stevie. Grant, he doesn't like technology, which is not really relevant to the plot, but it's kind of a recurring series of gags in the movie. Um, He doesn't like kids, this kid namely, but it seems that he doesn't like kids in general.
1: This kid, I feel like, really struck a nerve.
5: (laughs) Nobody likes this kid. That's kind of part of his character arc, though. And also, he's an expert in his field. So those are like the three big things we learn about Grant right off. And uh, that leads us to the next beat of the movie, in fact.
4: Something that's really ironic is that uh, as we record this podcast, the most recent WTF with Mark Marin is with Sam Neill. So okay. I listened to that. And uh, he has this thing that he I think he writes these notes on his script sometimes. N-A-R stands for No Acting Required. And he pretty much said like his view on kids is kind of similar to what it is in the movie. And he actually acts still, as we all know. He's just in a movie called Rams, but he also owns like four vineyards and has like a dozen or fifteen employees at all times. He's a really strange man.
1: Is that why he was so good in Hunt for the Wilder people? Because yes. he just hates kids.
4: <laughs> and he's from New Zealand, so it's perfect. <laughs> Uh, Uncle Heck doing pretty well with Four Vineyards. <laughs> Heak. Uncle Heek. <laughs> Heck, he described himself as a ja- Jekyll and Hyde, and like the acting is the friendly Jekyll, and his like obsession with grapes and wine is like Dr. Hyde. And, so <laughs> I don't know. That's pretty interesting, I thought.
1: Part of me always wish that there would be a deleted scene of Dr. Alan Grant like paying that kid like 40 bucks, like after everybody already clears out. Just to, just so Alan Grant could seem smarter than he actually was, put it on a show for everybody. Put it on a show for everybody. <laughs> say he's gonna rip his kid's intestines open.
2: I've been I've been pretty down lately. I needed that one kid. Thanks. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the kid just
2: walks back off into the desert and like fades
6: away slowly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, well, Brett, who is his booty, yeah. Doctor Sadler, and why is Laura Dern like the be- the best bad bitch in the world? Uh, she's uh, a paleobotanist. She's I'm
0: trying to think. I mean, I know what she is in the book. Uh, she's... you read the book? Yeah, awesome. I read the
3: book too. It's Ooh, pretty good. It's
0: very different. If you want to ask me, I'll let you know. But um, she's not a huge part of the book, like she is. But that's why she kind of gets other people's characteristics um, in the movie to make her extra cool. But yeah, she's just really cool, and she doesn't take crap from anybody. And great actress, future Oscar winner. That's. I mean, are you talking about just kind of like what we know right now at the beginning, or just kind of throughout? Spill the beans, Brett. Spill them all. I mean, she's just tough. I mean, she volunteers to go into dangerous situations. She uh, gets the power back on. She runs with injuries. She's just she's cool chick. I mean, like you said, Mm -hmm. she's just really tough, really cool, and uh, solves a lot of problems.
6: She's a vice-admiral in the Resistance uh, oh, yeah. during the conflict <laughs> with the First Order. Purple hair.
2: Purple hair, yeah. <laughs> are they dating? Is that confirmed?
0: Yes. Um,
5: yeah.
1: They it, are not in the book, by the way. If that's, She's just a grad student of his. Dr. Alan Grant seemed very possessive. You think so? Of her. Wouldn't you, too, with uh, He Gold was Goldblum, worried with about Goldbloom with around? hanging around. Yeah. I felt like he
2: was taking that really well. I felt he was, like he didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just left him in the car.
1: When Goldblum was running fingers through her hair, yeah, that's true. Alan Grant was getting a little. I want to punch this guy.
5: Is that why he jumped out of the car? It wasn't the <laughs> Triceratops. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I don't know, man. I thought Laura Dern seemed pretty into him. Actually, the entire movie, like basically telling him she wants ki- to have his kids, literally.
5: That was their real-life chemistry spilling through, probably, because they dated or something. To
1: have his little Ricky Bikus?
4: I just don't know why she didn't tell Poe her plan all along, though. Exactly. There it is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Josh, I have a question for you. Let's do it. I notice this in a lot of movies, especially 90s movies. I don't think it's technically called this, but I always call it like warehouse shooting, where even if it's outside, there's something magnificent looking about super bright lights and super fog like mixing in with them so it looks like it's being shot in a warehouse in the opening with the raptor scenes do you like how that kind of set piece like looks from i guess you could say like the audience perspective of bright lights and crazy fog rolling through with really chaotic shooting all around
4: it's amazing and it looks like it could be in an 80s movie i don't think I don't, I'm not aware of any like CGI used in this scene mm-hmm. necessarily maybe there's some subtle details or something but I think there's only like 55 total CGI shots in this movie so I don't know if any are here and yes it looks amazing it looked like it, it could be like part of Robocop maybe mm-hmm. but I like that yes <laughs> I also just like how many like little tidbits they drop right here in the opening like first of all raptors are nothing to fuck with like we're gonna get into some Jaws level biting here, and then <laughs> <laughs> again, I'm bringing up Muldoon, but like his kind of eye contact with the raptor, and almost like this whole recognition thing that becomes a big theme in the movie, like one intelligent species to another. Um, I really like that part. Steve, Rivalry. I don't know
6: if I'm breaking news here, but break it. Ba- bear with me, non-sports people. Uh, this movie was shot on location in the Hawaiian island of Kauai. Um, Steve, are you familiar with a basketball player named Kauai Leonard?
1: Leonard? Yeah.
6: Do you remember what team that he won his last NBA championship with?
1: <sighs> I do. Them Toronto Raptors? Oh-ho!
6: Coincidence? I think not.
5: I think <laughs> not. Co- coincidence?
2: What does it all mean? Let me ask
5: you guys, you sports guys, a question. Was the Raptors team named after the dinosaur craze of the 90s. Yes, I'm f- 100% yeah. <laughs> I don't know how long they've been around. I fucking know. <laughs> 90s. I think they were a team in the 90s. 96 maybe. Well, thank you.
1: There's no way they there, there's no way they weren't named after Jurassic Park.
6: Like real life raptors are like actually the size of like turkeys. They're very like small like animals. Oh
4: my so- god. <laughs> <laughs> the kid was right
5: all along. Hold yeah. on
4: a second. <laughs> Pappy's not showing much respect. That's I don't like true. This. Yeah.
5: <laughs> and put that claw away, Josh. Pappy, try to imagine yourself in the Cretaceous period. Pappy, you have to imagine they hunt in packs
2: though. They move in herds. Yeah. Pappy wishes it was the Cretaceous period. He doesn't want any of this. This isn't what he
4: wanted. Kyla the crustaceous period brings up the fact that like some people rip on this for having dinosaurs that weren't in the Jurassic period as part of the park really that's kind of that's kind of bullcrap commentary that's really
5: reaching for complaints about the movie (laughs) (laughs) that's like if you want to hate it but like you can't find any valid criticisms with the film itself
1: I'm glad Josh touched on very little CGI Mikey you're a big practical effect guy Um, what's your favorite practical effect shot in this movie?
2: Uh, there's lots of cool ones. I am, I am picturing the T-Rex putting its foot down like in front of the Jeep and we see it like squished down in the mud. That's a pretty classic one or the T-Rex's eye next to the Jeep.
1: I love the T-Rex's eye.
2: And I'm
4: thinking about the raptors in the kitchen, which is probably my favorite scene. Some of that is CGI, though, right? When they show them, like, head to toe, isn't that usually CGI?
6: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen the um, Making of with uh, James Earl Jones? Oh, yeah. It's really, really good. It's not on YouTube right now, which is where I initially watched it, but it is on, like, Daily Motion or something. But they basically, like, altered course, like, a, a quarter of the way through production. They were doing, like, the equivalent of, like, stop motion, and then, like, oh spielberg pivoted to full-on cgi uh for like 90 for most of it right so it was like a big decision at the time and like the guy who was like doing the stop-motion stuff was like obviously devastated and then he like he saw (laughs) he saw the cgi and he's like well i'm extinct and then it ended up being a line in the movie that like alan grant says like later on too it's like it's really crazy like what they did pk do you remember anything from that documentary it's, it's oh, a yeah. Really good yeah, I've one.
3: seen it a few times, but like, like uh, it's cool because they do show like early test footage of the like stop motion style that they were gonna have, and it was yeah, it was like this movie would have been so much different if they wouldn't have gone the route they did.
6: These are the first like CGI living creatures in a movie. Like before this, it That's was why, like it was like t- like t- Terminator Two and like some James Cameron like Abyss like the the watery thing or whatever, but this is like the first time. Water face. Yeah, they used like use CGI to create a living creature in a movie and it looks it looks so much better than it should, right? Give it, given that. Yeah,
3: I wish like I could time travel back to like nineteen ninety three and watch this in theaters for the very first time, like with a crowd and see how their reactions were. Like I can't imagine how cool it was to see like that big jump in like movie quality just with this one movie. I've I think seen it, it still in looks theaters amazing, a couple times. Um but yeah, I, like I I totally agree with Brett. I think it still holds up like that T Rex scene specifically.
0: Yeah, T Rex looks great.
4: Is that T Rex still around? They made that. Probably, yeah. I hope so.
6: Still roams the Isle of Kauai today. Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it hangs out in the Shire in New Zealand. <laughs> Looking for flashlights. The... <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Pap, I have a question for you. Let's go. I think we talked about this earlier in the day, but mm. why do you think? Because this isn't a, a good franchise. It's just not. The Jurassic franchise is not a good franchise. There's probably one amazing movie, one okay movie, and the rest are pretty bad. But
6: wait, which one's the okay movie?
1: Ah, uh, Lost World. I don't like Lost World. I don't either. Jurassic Park 3 is really underwhelming and got stitched together through editing. You know, okay, there's one amazing movie and the rest are pretty bad. But, <laughs> <laughs> like, everybody knows what this movie's about, but, like, what is this movie actually about that makes it work compared to the others?
6: Uh, Good question, yeah. Th- I guess this is the third time I've done a podcast on a Jurassic Park movie. We did Fallen Kingdom on this podcast feed. I did... Lost World with Kylo over on Big Dumb Movie, and this is the first time I've actually liked one of these movies. So, like, you know, I don't know. It's it's easy to be like, I don't, I don't know, Steve. You always make fun of me, like whenever I look for themes in a movie. Like you said, you like mocked me relentlessly on Armageddon when I was talking about the themes of like not wanting your daughter to get plowed uh, by someone. <laughs> That's but, reaching, but, dude. But. <laughs>
1: Like, I can actually connect something in this movie.
6: For as much as you make fun of me for my themes, my themes. I don't know. I mean, there really are, like, I think it's, like, the whole kid thing really does add a lot, right? And, like, you're seeing the relationship with Alan Grant, like, with the kids, going from someone who, like, doesn't want to ride in the car with them to someone who's, like... I don't know, almost like using parental psychology, right? To like get him off a fence, maybe unsuccessfully, or get him out of a car or down a tree or something like that. So I, I think that is really like a lot of the heart of the movie is is his his arc.
1: The easiest way to look at this would be, you know, Disney World for dinosaurs go wrong, people need to survive. Actually seeing Dr. Alan Grant go from a guy who can't stand kids to risking his life for them, Really driving the entire plot of the whole movie is what I think separates this one from its sequels.
6: And this one only has 15 minutes of dinosaurs on screen. So, yes, the best Jurassic Park movie has the least amount of dinosaurs. And what can we learn from that? It's not that like having dinosaurs on screen is inherently bad, but when you're not like, Showing a roller coaster of people rolling around in balls with dinosaurs and volcanoes going off and all of that bullshit, like you get to spend time developing memorable characters and creating memorable lines and situations. Which there's so many, like Kylo said, there's so many things about this movie that are ingrained into my brain forever.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. Speaking of, I think this this has to be one of Steven Spielberg's best movies. I think the set pieces and the sequences are just flat out amazing. So if you guys just want to go ahead and blurt out like what one of your favorite sequences is, uh, go ahead because there's tons of them.
4: I am a editor for trade for work, and this movie has maybe my favorite single edit ever, all time <gasps> cinema. Oh man! Wow. I think he time. fell. He fu- it has to it do. fell. He <laughs> fell. He fell. fell. I think this is really similar to that because I don't think people are going to take it that seriously because there's a lot of humor involved, but. There's also like a tonal shift, and um, it's when Hammond finds out that the storm isn't going to swing south. This is coming right for us, and we need to get the, these people back to the compound immediately. So this like initial tour that he's been planning for years has failed. He slams his cane down and says, "Damn!" And it <laughs> immediately switches to casual as hell Goldbloom strolling up and going. That is one big pile of shit. So good. And <laughs> I. That's just, I just am in love. I love it.
0: Uh, I love the first time they see a dinosaur. Um, like, mm. Alan sees it. I think Dr. Grant sees it first, and he grabs her head and kind of turns it towards. Her. I think that's really, really cool, because you've...
4: Chauvinistic.
5: It's the big trailer <laughs> moment. It is really cool, because she's, like, going on about this, like, leaf. Like, somewhere along the way, she collected (laughs) a leaf. And she's a paleobotanist. She's like, I haven't seen, there's no leaf like this in our history. This dates all the way back to blah, 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 blah. And he's like, shut the fuck up and look at the dinosaur. (laughs) (laughs) Steve, I have a question for you about that scene.
6: Hit me with it. How do you, in the pantheon of John Williams scores, where does Jurassic Park fall for you? One of the great composers of all time.
1: Of all time, all time. I don't know i think i have a mental block because i know the theme when i hear it but i can't do it off the top of my head it's the weirdest thing i've watched this movie three times in the past two days and i cannot for the life of me tell you
4: what the theme
0: is
1: <laughs> once you get it going
4: stevie it just rolls it keeps slaps. going it for does, a long but time. i can't
1: start it it's a mental block i cannot start it
3: listen to the song but, welcome to jurassic park on the soundtrack it's got like it starts off with the piano theme and then it goes into like both the major themes of the movie oh it's so good it's like eight minutes long it's incredible <laughs> it might be playing now
4: Oh, <laughs> I feel like that's kind of the music going back to Brett's comment of like when their knees are like buckling at the sight of the dinos, too. It's that really is like one of the best scenes from this movie, Brett.
0: Yeah, I think it's just shot really well because you don't really get to see what he's seeing until she sees it, so it's
4: reverse chauvinistic. I was just joking about that. Uh, <laughs> <messed> <laughs>
6: At least he doesn't like pull her hair like Jeff Goldblum, like, hey, look over <laughs> <Yeah>. here. <laughs>
5: gosh. Watching this movie really made me wonder why they made BD Wong the villain in the new ones.
1: <laughs> he seems so nice. He seems
5: so nice. It's ridiculous. He's well he's a he's a
0: kind of a bad guy in the book. He dies too in the first book. Oh, spoiler alert, sorry. What's
4: he do? That's bad.
0: What's he do in the book? Hey, he's like a genius, but he just doesn't care. About what he's creating, he just creates. He doesn't really know that much about dinosaurs, and
2: he's just really arrogant. Yeah, he seems pretty pretty careless to choose amphibians if they're so
0: right. And he's supposed to be like a whiz able kid. to
2: change their sex or whatever on a whim. The
0: craziest difference is, uh, Doctor Hammond or John Hammond or whatever. He's like a bad guy. What's he do? He, like all of the bad. <laughs> He's just, he's a, he's a dick. He doesn't care. He's mean. He doesn't even love, he doesn't like his grandchildren. Uh, He's super greedy. Everything that goes wrong, uh, he blames on somebody else. Um, The Gennaro in this book, in the movie, he got like some of his bad qualities in the book. Mm. But um, he, (laughs) he actually dies in the book. It's pretty funny. (laughs) (laughs) He's like walking and like, uh, he hears a T-Rex roar. And it scares him, and he falls down a hill, and br- and her- hurts his ankle, and he can't climb back up the hill. So, and then he gets eaten by eaten by all these little dinosaurs. Kinos. So, <laughs> the little baby ones that. Yeah. I think they're more in Lost World. Yep. They attacked a the little girl or something.
4: I'm so glad that Ettenbro, you know, he's like kind of blind to what he's doing, but he's at least lovable. It would yeah, be painful yeah, sure. to watch him. It would be painful to watch the other way. It'd
5: have to be a different casting, I think. Definitely,
0: and I think I think it was a good decision. And again, they got to. Takes his some of his bad qualities. Actually, the worst character in the entire book is the girl, the little girl. She is unbearable. She's, she's, a she's only seven. She's only no, but in the book she's only seven. <laughs> and the boy is the one that's the computer jizz. Excuse me. No, he's on. like the he's the computer genius and the dinosaur. He like he literally saves them throughout like the entire book. He's like a super genius, and the little girl. Just cries and screams all the whole time. She's got no talent.
4: To <laughs> so go back her. to
6: Richard Attenborough, Sorry. though, I I love this movie. I kind of wish it, he was cast as somebody else. I don't
4: know. Really? I don't know if Damn. that's a hot
6: take. Like, a, apparently, the original first choice was Sean Connery. I think that would be a million times better. Just out of hand. Mm. And like, I really don't like the flea circus scene. I think that's fucking like ridiculous. Uh, I don't yeah. know. Like, deep. Do you guys like the flea circus monologue? It's better in Bone Tomahawk.
5: It's true. That's a pa-
6: that's a pappy delivering it. Yeah.
5: I do like the flea circus scene, pappy. Um, obvi- I, do I mean, too. it is very heavy-handed, but uh, I don't. I, I do like Richard Attenborough. He seems like a sweet old man, so. He's not even
6: worried about his kids. He's not even in the room where all of
5: the <laughs> systems and stuff
6: are. He's chowing down Should on dinner. And, oh, that'll be room, fine. What well,
5: happen Yeah, I think he is a coward, and I think that <laughs> speaks to that. But um, kind, at least. Cowardly, certainly.
4: <clears throat> He's got a sparkle in his eye, Pap. He's Santa Claus, Jeez, bro. Pap.
6: Stevie, What's wrong with you? Stevie, question: What was the intermediary career step for Hammond between flea circus owner and fucking di- dinosaur park owner? What did he do? to... <laughs> he started InGen. Get enough capital.
1: <laughs> Diamond mines, bro.
4: Zinge.
5: They actually answered I got that another movie, Stevie Mappy.
4: question. I got a Stevie What's question up, too. If Richard, if uh, Attenborough, Ham- Sir sorry. If Sir Hammond, if his company is the Coke, Coca-Cola of making dinosaurs, who's this other Pepsi company that wants to buy these, like, vials? Disney. What's the name?
1: (laughs) 100% Disney. It's uh... the U.S.
2: Department of Defense
4: wants those dino embryos.
1: God. God. Do you want a name, Josh?
4: I just thought it was funny to think of like a competitor to this like far out business. <laughs> Biosyn. Biosyn is their name. Oh, they
1: have a name? Yeah, because uh, the guy at the beginning,
0: Dodgson, he's actually a uh, like a, he's the main bad guy in the book. Um, and he's trying, I mean, he's trying to steal. That's a way bigger storyline. Uh, is uh, Newman's
1: character in it, in the book?
4: Did you say Biosyn? <laughs> what'd you say, Stevie? Stevie?
1: Is is Newman's character in the book? Oh yeah, yeah. He's,
3: Nedry? He's, oh
4: yeah.
1: His is pretty. He's pretty much exactly the same,
0: except he actually has kind of a reason in the book because he's literally blackmailed by Hammond. He like blackmails him into writing all that code for uh, no no extra money and all that stuff like that. So he's just kind of like f you, Josh. I think that it's it's either Biosyn or it's Penetrode.
4: <laughs> Dude, Biosyn. Biosyn
0: is... sounds way better. Joking, it's not Penetrode. That's
4: an <laughs> office space joke. That gets us into another character that people complain about, though. Who have you have you guys heard that? Th- like people complain about Newman Wayne Knight being Nedry, like he's too goofy for this movie. Really?
2: really? Well, when he does slip down the mudslide, there's like a tr- a whistle or something. Yeah, dude. like <laughs> it's so funny, dude. Oh my gosh, I'd never heard that before in my life. And Brittany's like, there's like a really weird.
0: Well, like slippery sound, and I was like, "What is she talking about?" We went back and listened to it, and I couldn't believe it. Everyone should look for that; it's so funny.
4: Is it like the sneakers when the wizards yeah, are fighting? Kind of. It's like it's something you hear in Scooby Doo. Like, Suicidal yeah, it's face. the sound effect.
2: It's like it—it it is totally out of out of. Uh, <laughs> it's so weird. It's out of place. Yeah, out of place. Yeah, with the rest of the movie. Then, like,
0: to the, that thing there and then like, pull down this thing here and I pull back up.
5: It's like so silly and goofy, and then he gets brutally fucking eaten by a a Dilophosaurus. (laughs) I
0: think an underrated line in the movie that always makes me laugh is he goes,
5: I'm gonna run you over when I come back down here. That is pretty good. Is the complaint about him because he's just so hateable? He's like too hateable? Too numiny? Too pneumony? What's the
4: complaint with him? He's too goofy. Goofy. Like, too cartoony, and it doesn't fit, like, the tone of the movie.
1: (laughs) Oh, the movie about making dinosaurs from mosquito, uh, Amber, yeah. Hey,
5: I'm
4: just a messenger. We can, yeah. (laughs) I don't believe this is true. I love him in this movie.
5: He's great, and he's so hateable. And
4: uh, I I will just say this,
5: working uh, in the related IT field, I have seen... A few IT guys that are just as uh, slobby as he in terms of like their desk <laughs> and like the wires around it and shit. I don't know if you guys notice that. There's like cat five cables just like hanging down, like not tied or anything.
3: <laughs> I love when Samuel Jackson goes over to his desk and starts bitching about it. <laughs>
5: Look at this workstation. Half his belongings
4: <laughs> on the phone on the floor.
1: <laughs> Kyle, you're an IT guy. How realistic is, uh, Lex in the, uh, hacking scene when she has to save the day? <laughs> it's a Unix
6: system.
5: She knows this. Yeah, uh, it's, it's the hacker man meme. She <laughs> needs to find a file. <laughs> <laughs> I said, hacker girl. Uh, I love that, there's like a, a line that is so throwaway that I always forget where it happens when she says, I'm not a nerd, I'm a hacker.
1: I'm a hacker.
5: And then later on, <laughs> she uses her skills to get the doors locked and, uh. She, she holds a mouse in the old way. I don't know if you guys remember, like, when people used to put their hand over a mouse and they would only have one finger down and the other three would be risen up slightly. She does that, so that's kind of annoying. But also, she's using, I think, Nedry's computer, right? Yeah. Probably. Well, before, like, everything on his screen was, like, command line. It was all a command line. When she gets there, it's all graphic user interface. Like, Dude, she's, it's like, PS2. navigating through files in a visual display, so she must be really good because she turned that on.
2: She's on the PS2 uh, memory card. She's going through the files, <laughs> <laughs> looking for the, <laughs> for the right programs to turn on.
6: Yeah, I just love the idea that, like, in the future, it's going to be more efficient to fly through your file structure and as opposed to just reading <laughs> what the different folder names then are.
2: Clicking on folders. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, the one scene I really did want to touch on is uh, Dr. Alan Grant uh, and the T-Rex coming like pretty much over the wires and just causing mayhem. Anybody want to talk about that one? I think that's probably the most famous scene from this entire movie.
2: It's pretty incredible. Uh, It's got a great mix of the practical and CGI effects, and I think that's really kind of what makes it one of the better scenes plus everything is wet and rainy and dark and that's how you really make a a scene like that look really good because it hides a bunch of stuff and i think it's just iconic in the fact that we get those like loud thuds and uh jeff goldblum is like what the fuck is that and sam neill is also (laughs) like what the fuck is that and the kids are uh being annoying in the front car and it's just really iconic i think probably to the whole movie
6: They were saying in that um, documentary that the water ripple shot was by far the hardest practical effect of the entire movie and that they had no idea how to do it up until... The night before when they just tried like
3: didn't they use like a guitar string or something yeah they
6: just tried putting a glass of water on a guitar and plucking the string and that worked so they ended up like running a guitar string through it but they, the guy was like that he was like pretty sure he was gonna lose his job and was like freaking out like he had no <laughs> idea
2: how to like do this basic <laughs> shot like i'm surprised they didn't just like bang the dashboard or something that would have made it ripple like what i don't understand why it was so complicated
4: stevie you like jaws right
1: I do like Jaws.
4: Is there some similarities between like this build up and the final like not final but T Rex finally making his appearance as there is to like Jaws finally showing up on the scene? The shark from Jaws. Um It's his name his name has always been Jaws to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Corey. Is Mr. his Jaws. name not Jaws? No. His name's <laughs> something. Starring
6: is <laughs> Jaws. Starring Jaws as himself. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, I think this is a little different, just for the fact that Jaws, uh, as Jaws himself, is kind of the main villain from the get, from the jump, and you're just kind of anticipating what Jaws actually looks like. Uh, we just get kind of, I wouldn't say a throwaway line, but kind of real small acknowledgments that yeah, we have a T-Rex, and what can go wrong when you, you know, don't have great security surrounding that. Uh, but, yeah, I think the anticipation lies greater with Jaws.
6: What I thought was interesting, too, was it was an on-set decision after this scene to make the T-Rex come in at the end. Like, they totally changed the ending, like, months out of, like, shooting that scene where it was going to be, you know, that uh, bone T-Rex that's in like that kind of, like, atrium thing? Like, yeah, that was supposed to fall and kill them and Steven Spielberg decided that T-Rex was like the star of the movie he should be the one to come in at the end and save them. so it's like it's almost like Steven Spielberg's personally responsible for all of the T-Rex shirts that I owned between the ages of (laughs) 3 and 10 years old
2: Mm -hmm.
4: that was my first spoiler of all time my cousin Jason he'll never listen to this pod he spoiled it he told me the T Rex comes and saves a day. One day before I was gonna see the movie in theater.
0: Oof. Oh, hey, what an a-hole. <sighs>
4: Damn. <laughs> that's why I'm on this pod to this day. I have deep damage. Whoa.
1: I'm sorry, Josh.
3: Yeah, that's terrible. Thanks,
4: guys. That's why Josh is the way he is. <laughs> Makes a
3: lot of sense. <laughs> this T Rex scene is, is iconic, like Mikey said. It's it's one of my favorite movie scenes of all time, and I think the mix of the big animatronic that Josh mentioned earlier and the the CGI with, like, the dark rain, like, kind of like Mikey said, is so good. And, like, there's even one shot where it's it's right where they start shining the flashlight. It's, like, in the car with Jeff Goldblum and Alan Why Grant. is she doing and that? It's, She's like, looks up and it's the animatronic head and then it kind of pans in and it goes out of the frame for a second. And then the CGI T-Rex walks in front. It's so good. Like, and it's such a, ter- like, as a kid, it was terrifying. And I think it does a really good job of, like, I've mentioned it a, mo- a bunch of times on this pod, like, action scenes with no music. Like, the fact that they had no music during that scene made it so much more tense. Yeah,
5: tense for sure. This is one of the most tense scenes in any movie, I think. Uh, I might have mentioned that on our Top 10 90s podcast at Cine study where this movie was my number eight. Uh, But this scene in particular is amazing in every way. I mean, the whole movie is amazing, but this moment is just perfect. And it really sets up these huge stakes for the movie. And uh, yeah, I mean, the the glass coming down from the top of the Jeep on the kids and when they just like start, it's quiet, and then they just start screaming is, it's so good. I mean, every beat of this whole thing is good. Uh, And the way they look, or the way it looks the t-rex i it's so weird i don't sometimes there's movies that are new that have worse cgi than this 1993 movie oh, yeah. and that gets talked about a mm-hmm. lot in pretty much any movie review that has bad cgi someone will say a comparison to jurassic park but i mean it is true in some cases
3: pappy do you remember that part where they were talking about the animatronic in the behind the scenes where it was like actually really scary because like they had such control over it that like when it snapped its head and looked at you they said it was like terrifying like the scene where he shuts the door and it just like snaps and like its neck and looks right at him that was like the actual animatronic and it was it would move so fast and that would be so like freaking cool to be on that set
6: not only that they said the, the guy who basically was responsible for building it they were interviewing him and he's like so like we're going into this like it was a ton of work to build this it was really complex i'm telling steven steven no matter what when we get on set, you cannot get the T-Rex wet. Like, repeat after me, you cannot get the T-Rex wet. I cannot get the T-Rex wet. It was like showed up on set that day, and like, there's just, like, a hose, like, in the air, like, spraying down the T-Rex. So, like, apparently, like, it just caused, like chaos and like not only would it like stop working and like start like gyrating a little bit so they'd have to like try and dry off the T-Rex it would also like move on its own at random yeah. times like scarily scared
0: the crap out of people they'd like be eating and they hear it like walking
3: around right Yeah.
6: so I mean it would be fun to be on that set but it sounds actually genuinely terrifying Because <laughs>
3: no matter right? what i also love the sound design of the t-rex and like the different like oh yeah types of roars that it has it sounds so freaking cool so good
5: yeah pretty i good remember comic. watching a special on this movie in the 90s like near the time it came out and they were talking about how they combined different animal sounds to make the t-rex and they had to like refine it and i <laughs> so long ago but i think they said like the key to it was a baby elephant noise is really what put it all together um but uh also pappy i think that was uh stan winston right he's the guy who did this Mm -hmm. i think so
6: yeah yeah when you get all these
5: good sorry when you get all these older great movies with really good uh practical effects it's pretty much either stan winston or rick baker (laughs) Yeah, but this one was... Ricky
4: Uh I, I love that tidbit about the sound effects, because I think they use more animals there than like Swiss Family Robinson has. <laughs> and
1: they were torturing them. killed significantly less,
6: but used more.
0: <laughs> Dog, penguin, tiger, alligator, and elephant.
6: But, so can you guys tell a discernible difference between the T-Rex in that rain scene and the T-Rex at the end of the movie? Because... The end of the movie is 100% CGI T-Rex. And like when you in the behind the scenes there's like a guy with like a T-Rex head on a big long wooden stick just like running around like where the T-Rex is going to be in the scene it looks <laughs> freaking hilarious but like I don't know, was it worth it to do the animatronic? Like does one look significantly better or worse to you?
1: It made 2-year-old me feel a lot better in the theater to see him saving the day uh than I remember being terrified of the cars and the rain shots, especially when he was coming down in the glass. Mm-hmm. Uh, why my parents took me to see this movie, I still have no idea. <laughs> um, but I do remember feeling safer with the T-Rex saving the day. But as, as I get older, I think there is a pretty big difference, Pat, between the animatronic and the CGI, especially just in look. Um, so I'm not sure if it was completely worth it. But Steven definitely did get a lot of mileage out of that Jurassic Park kind of banner coming down around the T-Rex. Oh, God. So that's a good yeah. show. But, <laughs> that's, that's some great promotion, my friend. I don't know how many lunchboxes were sold <laughs> off that shot alone, but I think they made <laughs> yeah. quite a bit of money from that. Yeah,
2: the ending scene is basically Toyotathon for Jurassic <laughs> Park. <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> but I got to agree, Stevie. I think that first T-Rex scene... If there was more like... The, if the whole movie was like that, shot more like a horror... Horror a dinosaur movie or something, I think it... Man, that would be amazing if the whole movie was just like not ranked up, ratcheted up to 10 for that kind of feel.
1: Credit to Steven, though, because that scene literally... It's intense. And it just scared the living shit out of me as a kid. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Pap.
0: Yeah. So I don't know if I knew that they had changed the ending, but do you think that I mean I always hear people talk about one of the biggest plot holes in movie history is the ending Um, because you know earlier every time the T-Rex walks Mm -hmm. it shakes the whole foundation of everything and then but it's yet somehow able to sneak up on everybody including including two of the greatest hunters known to man
2: (laughs) he was tiptoeing up there came in the back (laughs) the back door I I
0: mean again it it doesn't bother me I've I've totally Billion times plot holes don't really bother me, but like I wonder if that's kind of a if that's what led to that, and b if it was worth it for people that don't like plot holes. So,
6: at that point, the movie is like in full on roller coaster ride mode, right? Like we're just like even like just focused on this one storyline as they're like moving from room to room. Like I, that's like a definite kind of you know icebox moment, right? Like it would have been so cool because they spent so much time setting up the ripples if there would have been like not a stealth t-rex attack maybe something like more announced but i i don't know i definitely don't think about it in the heat of the moment
0: yeah yeah this was always wondered about that
4: one of the really interesting things too speaking of practical versus cgi is i was listening to rewatchable's podcast and they pointed out and it's so true like This movie was a high watermark for CGI, like the first one that live live animals or whatever that looked so good, it effectively like cheapened the market for the practical effects so that like practical effect world and the skills and all like the companies weren't ever the same afterwards. Jurassic Park lies in this weird like X-graph of like the downfall of practical and the uptick of CGI and then just in a really well done way. Like it's almost like the Beatles. Like they they could have been good in any time, but they couldn't have been like had to hit at the right place at the right yeah. time for it to like kinda of happen, you know?
0: Yeah, I like that analogy.
6: It's just I don't know, like it's kind of unfortunate because like this is such a good blend. And then at the end of the decade, we, we go for all George Lucas prequels where everyone's just standing on a sea of green and everything's <laughs> CGI. Like, yeah, this, this looks, legitimately looks better than the prequels, I'd say.
5: Oh, yeah. I'd agree with that. Except for Jar Jar. True. <laughs> there's not that many deaths in this movie. At least not as many as the sequels where there's just like, people that exist to be killed by dinosaurs. (laughs) Um, In some cases, many, many people, usually working for an evil corporation.
4: Red shirts. Um,
5: There is Muldoon, and I really like the moment where he dies because you know he's a hunter, the raptors are a hunter, it's hunter versus hunter, right? Who's going to win? If only Alan Grant had told him the way they hunt, he might have stood a chance. (laughs) Because it's, it's quite beautiful, actually. They attack him exactly as Alan Grant described, from the side. He's looking at one. It's looking at him. He's about to take the shot, but he gets attacked directly from the side. It's awesome. Have a
4: you notice he doesn't, like, thirst kill that first one out of, like, respect. Thirst is, like, in Fortnite, if someone is downed, you, like, actually spend the time to piss on them and kill them all the way. I hate
5: gaming culture. Oh, Jesus. He
4: could have shot that
5: first <laughs> one in the face, but my
4: theory is he has, yeah. he has such respect.
5: It could have
2: helped everyone else, but yeah, I'm with you. (laughs) I mean, this guy has a death wish. What does he think he's going to do, honestly? (laughs) He knows there's, like, three of them. time!
4: He was there in that opening scene where that first raptor took, like, 90 shots to the head before it went down. Still killed a man.
2: And this this is kind of what I was saying earlier of, like, a horror movie. Like, I think his death is pretty brutal. Like, he... Gets like attacked in the bushes, and then like his face is eaten, or implied behind like a shrub, and a shrub. that's pretty violent. But and then, it's then it like, cuts
5: to the raptor watching, and a snake goes by. Yeah, like on the it's pr-
2: really creepy. Like if the whole, I want all of the all of the movies to be like that, but now it's like so Disney-fied and watered down. Like the <laughs> the new movies are never gonna be like that again. Like that, that was pretty brutal and
4: kind of scary. And you know that. What Grant said earlier was true, and what did he leave you on there when he talked to that kid? It's that these things start eating you while you're alive. So, like, that's the lingering thought you have. Ugh.
3: Well, to go along with Mikey's like, horror element, you know, you get the part where Ellie's down in the engine room or something, turning on the power again. She's like, it's like a close up of her face, and then a raptor boom, like right behind her. And then you get the classic. Right. It's her moment of triumph, mm-hmm. too yeah dr arnold's arm lands on her shoulder she's oh my god so glad you're here and then boom just full-on arms off and then another little jump scare it's like i i agree with mikey i hope like the future of jurassic world since they're kind of expanding and doing new things i hope they they let somebody do a more like dark horror centered uh dinosaur show or movie
1: yeah pk i think mikey's on to something with a Proper edit. This easily could have been a horror movie.
3: They ha- they released a short film for before like the new Jurassic World movie or like after the new oh, Jurassic cool. World and like yeah that there's like I saw that some some scenes in that that's it's, like it's like all right we're we're heading in the right direction it's just like I I'd love to see more horror elements in this franchise.
4: Isn't Michael Crichton's book Brett pretty yeah. horror filled? I heard like that scene with Newman. They describe like oh, yeah. the eating of his jugular and stuff, and that, all the and blood. They,
0: they slice his guts open. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't get killed. But it gets attacked. It's um, like
3: a, a mother walking into her baby getting eaten and shit. <laughs> Whoa!
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're telling stories about them in like uh, Costa Rica. But yeah, there's the kid that gets attacked on the the shore that who that actually lives. But
6: that's how the second movie starts. That attack.
0: Right, but it's it's yeah, it's in the
3: yeah the the it's, book
0: it's t- to show that the dinosaurs are kind of migrating which is kind of what they imply at the end maybe that's a deleted scene
3: yeah the book is way more violent a lot a lot of the characters that survive in the movie don't survive in the
4: book
0: and the other way around as well mm-hmm. Gennaro uh Janeiro lives uh, Muldoon lives
3: uh, yeah and the old man dies and I'm pretty sure Ian Malcolm yeah. dies too
0: he does, and then they bring him back in the second book, which is hilarious.
2: <laughs> what?
0: Yeah, I, <laughs> I think know he DNA. Literally like,
4: he like, Bingo. literally spends don't the second half DNA. of the book
0: like in a pain medication <laughs> haze, like speaking nonsense, um, and then he dies, and then he's literally the main character of the second book. I think I don't think Michael Crichton thought that he was going to have like maybe have a big hit or something, but.
3: I think they made him write the second book after the success of the first of the movie. They wanted to make another movie, so they wanted something to base it on.
0: For sure, but but, I mean, actually, apparently, he sold the script, the rights to that movie for two million dollars before it was even, before it was the book was even done. The script was done or something. They just knew it was going to be big somehow. Did the same thing with
5: Congo, I think. He's a
0: awesome. He was an awesome, super smart dude.
6: Speaking of Dino DNA, Stevie. You've Been to screenwriting and scripts, and you, you often criticize uh, like news and other forms of exposition. How do you feel about Mr. DNA and the dinosaurs that he talks about? Do you is this good exposition? Is this well done?
1: This is a fantastic shot at Disney. <laughs> um, like the ride, no idea, you have no idea how many of those rides are at Disney World and Disneyland. Um, there used to be, like, Disney World used to be filled with them. So, like, this coming along in the 90s was a fantastic shot at Disney itself. You
5: mean the, like, the future of tomorrow? Like, all the like...
1: Future of tomorrow? Um, what's that ride that's in Tomorrowland? Um, what is it called? Where it shows, like, the families and how they progressed, so, like, the 50s. Yeah, I don't know what it's all called, All the like, but the 2030s. Carousel of Progress. Yes, it's called the Carousel of Progress, <laughs> and there used to be another man, one. Are you talking about? Uh, used to be another one called Cranium Command that was just like that. Uh, there was, um, Kyle, do you remember this? Uh, it's where Star Tours is now. There used to be one where they took a ride through the body, like they oh. shrunk you down, like a simulator, and you like rode through That's like the human body. Magic
5: School Bus, Miss Frizzle. Shit. <laughs> yeah, <ride>. it was <laughs> like that. Uh, that's the Rockhard
1: Vigo I mean,
6: Mortensen, I'm pretty sure. That's what that's called.
1: <laughs> but yeah, that was a uh, fantastic kind of poke at Disney, along with the lawyer thinking they're going to make so much money. And he goes, We can, you know, figure out a coupon, coupon day. day that, yeah. that was a pretty nice shot at Disney as well.
5: He asks if the uh, workers are auto erotica. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was <laughs> that? To which Hammond says, No, there's no animatronics here. Dumbass.
1: Was that a, like a misdelivered line?
5: I feel like the lawyer just doesn't understand like this area. <laughs> like, <laughs> now, is this a hentai? <laughs> what, <laughs> this is, this is this one of those hentai that my about. kids keep talking about.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, before we get into yes or no, is you guys have anything else you want to touch on? Yeah, real quick. I, does...
0: Yes or no, this movie has the most erotic shot in the history of movies when it shows Jeff Goldblum uh, (laughs) propped up on that thing with his shirt open. Just that, I mean, what's the point of that shot?
3: Other than the listening of of (laughs) him also putting Alan Grant on his stomach instead of the Triceratops. (laughs) It's so
4: fucking funny. (laughs) But like, if these were around
0: back then, I'd get it, but. (sighs) They weren't. I mean,
4: women need something to look at too,
2: Brett. What? The boys get the dinos, and the girls, <laughs> yeah. get Jeff Goldblum.
1: I mean, Brett, you've seen The Fly, right? No, I haven't. But I heard it's gross. Goldblum is built like a Greek god in that movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> and made many women swoon during the during his time. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love. I think it's
0: hilarious. I'm just like that shot just seems so weird. It, it like. It almost seems like it was created for
2: memes, but... Uh, it Yeah, it's got no... There's no context to it, and it, <laughs> the camera moves off of him and doesn't go back to him at all after that. Right. Like, <laughs> we just wanted to show him with his shirt open here for five seconds.
4: Do you guys, though, agree that watching it as a kid, I didn't really think Jeff Goldblum was, like, necessarily cool and sexy. Like, I thought Sam Neil was the man. Kind of yeah. what Corey was saying earlier, like... <laughs> mm-hmm. I still do, but compared to jeff goldblum or compared to sam neil jeff goldblum was kind of like a joke like his theories about chaos seemed kind of dumb and even though he was right in the end he was still like not as badass as sam
1: yeah josh
4: can you do me a favor mm. maybe
1: since you've never done a michael caine <laughs> impression for me on this <laughs> podcast what <laughs> Can you do Jeff Goldblum's laugh in the helicopter for us? Oh my gosh. Uh,
4: No. (laughs) I'm very against Stevie demanding me do things.
6: (laughs) I have one more note. Stevie, uh... Hit it, on Steven Spielberg's career in general. Um, this is kind of like coming off of a really low point. I don't want to hurt Kylo's feelings, but like up no, to this point, like he was definitely Oscar chasing. Color Purple, Empire of the Sun, makes Last Crusade, so put that aside. Good movie. Then he yeah, like Rip on Hook makes two horrible movies back to back always, <laughs> which no one has even fucking seen. And Hook, one of the worst children's movies of all time. And, nope. then ni- <laughs> nope, nope. and then, in and then in 1993, pass. he achieves the highest level of commercial success you can have. He has the highest grossing film of all time in Jurassic Park, and he achieves the highest level of critical success you can have and wins the oscar for schindler's list then doesn't make a movie for four years and comes back with the lost world one of the fucking worst movies i've ever seen <laughs> yeah
2: it's
5: so we talked weird. about that on the lost world pod that is a really funny circumstance i mean my feelings about hook aside
6: like why why <laughs> why?
3: <laughs> why
2: why steven why
5: <laughs> well, just is not... he like i'm gonna retire after jurassic park why do you take such a long break or was he? He took a break because Schindler's List apparently took an emotional toll, and, Why? Uh, he needed to step away.
0: What? That slapstick comedy took a, uh, a toll against him. That knee slapper.
6: He was
4: still recovering from Hook. Let's be honest.
6: He was oh, Come
4: his soul. Had I feel been like naked. there's probably some Malcolm Gladwell-like arithmetic to like why one director would like blow up in one year and have all his like best work. Just really wrapped up. It's, well, I it's, just hope that he didn't spend three and a half of those years like
2: planning Lost World. Like, what a waste of time that <laughs> was! If that's what he was cooking up for four years.
0: I think he was going to direct Jack, and then when Francis Ford Coppola got it, he was so devastated that he went into <laughs> he became a hermit for a couple years. <laughs> <laughs>
6: <laughs> Don't blame him. <laughs>
1: Kylo I really am sorry though but I really do just hate Hook the movie Hook love it. (sighs) Hook has one of the
5: best insults that I've ever heard which is where Peter calls one of the kids to insult him a nearsighted gynecologist oh yeah it's classic (laughs) that is some good shit the
0: kids don't get (sighs) it which kind of makes it you know but whatever
5: the movie has a good soundtrack but can you crow? do something (laughs) Can you watch The Crow?
1: Yes. All right, let's go from Weesus to Isis this time. Oh! Kylo ah. starts.
5: Hello. All right, cool. I get the first word. Yeah, this is Corey. Kylo Ren memes. Uh, this movie holds a special place in my life. I'm, that's probably not unique to me, but my age is a big factor in that. Just got to tell you guys, when I was a kid and this came out, I had Jurassic Park trading cards. I had a fucking Jurassic Park binder that I remember saving pennies in a jar to buy. It was five fucking dollars. That was a lot of money for me. I had to save a bunch of pennies. I was asking people for money all the time. I had this like sweet fold-out Velcro snap laminated Jurassic Park binder. It was amazing. Oh, me and my sweet, friends were a holographic in a club. Dr. Grant. <laughs> <laughs> we were in a club called the Dino Club, okay? It was dinosaur experts only, no girls allowed. All right, so <laughs> dinosaurs were a big deal to me. Uh, this movie is awesome. I love it for nostalgia, but I love it on its own merits as well. It is wonderfully edited. It has no downtime. Every scene I like, it has a wonderful score. It has great characters, great performances. It's just a, a, a solid ride, and it's something that I will always love.
6: Uh, this is Pappy. Uh, definite hard yes great great pick Chris yeah I, I like that you weren't afraid to to go big uh, with your pick Jurassic Park uh, super important movie to everyone on this podcast and probably a lot of people who listen to this podcast so really glad that you picked it we probably would have never gotten around to it in the movie game uh, I will say quickly that the Jurassic Park franchise is an absolute dog shit F tier franchise but like the <laughs> uh, Predator and rambo franchises the first movie is really 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 fucking good and that's why there's a whole franchise of films (laughs) that followed it um everything below the line is like a hundred out of a hundred filmmaking this film took home a couple oscars like we've talked about the technical accomplishments just freaking incredible what they did um and yeah really cool movie for me in my life uh hard yes i'll watch this any day of the week uh good pick again chris
3: Uh, Superhero Correspondent PK. We got PK here. See, nobody cares. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) We out here. um, Yeah, definitely Yes for me. It's one of my favorite movies. I think it's in my top three. I went to the 25th anniversary of this movie at Universal Studios uh, before I moved back from L.A., and it was pretty cool. We got to see the movie in the theater, and they, at the time, showed us the intro scene for Fallen Kingdom, which... I was like pumped to see it, but then I was kind of disappointed after I watched it. So I got worried about the movie and whatever. I gave it a yes, but it's I just as shitty as this franchise is, it's fun. I love it. I said in the podcast or the pre pod, I was like, I just like seeing dinosaurs eat people, even though like this first movie is the one that has like the best style and that's the type of movie I want to see. But I hope the franchise kind of takes a turn after Jurassic World Dominion and explores new opportunities, and they give somebody the reins to take it a little darker, because I, I would love to see a rated R Jurassic Park movie. So, yes for me. It won't.
4: Uh,
2: yes, it's obviously a yes. I think it's one of the best movies of the 90s. And uh, to be honest, when I watched it when I was younger, the whole side plot of Uh, these dinosaur embryos and Newman getting them off the island. (laughs) Didn't care about, didn't even, didn't even like give any semblance of thought to throughout the many times that I watched it back then. But uh, yeah, it's just a whole another aspect of the movie. That's also pretty good watching it nowadays. Just, I didn't care about it at all. I only cared about the dinosaur scenes back then, but uh, all around it's a great movie and yeah, the effects are still so good and the score is so good and it is pappy's right it's an f-tier franchise overall that's seems to be a lot of those types of movies and falls in line (laughs) with rambo and
5: terminator (laughs) but um
2: yeah the first one is just an amazing movie so absolute yes
4: Uh, hey, Josh. Uh, uh. You didn't say the magic word. <laughs> <laughs> Please. <laughs> Corey, is your Jurassic Park binder just filled with locked dirt cards now?
5: Hey, that's good.
4: Is it, though? <laughs> uh,
5: well, Josh, you see their digital playing cards.
4: Oh. So it's a different binder. <laughs> anyway, Jurassic Park. Huge Vigo Mortensen yes for me. It was my first spoiler in life. I laid that out kind of earlier. It's also the first movie I ever had been to in a theater where um, the film went out. And that was kind of jarring for me because I didn't know that's something that could happen. So we had to, like, me and my dad had to, like, come back and see it later. And in that meantime, my cousin, Jason, spoiled the ending. (sighs) Anyway... I feel like at that age, I pretty like Timmy was kind of like my avatar. There's a like short film that Fred Savage was in called Dinosaurs, that I think probably a lot of people my age saw, either in school or just like on TV randomly or had the VHS.
5: I'm gonna flunk science.
4: But this Jurassic Park was like truly dinosaurs coming to life in a way they never had before and It's enough to still capture the imagination like 28 years later. It's insane. So huge yes for this movie. Always will love Jurassic Park. Thank you, Chris.
0: Okay, yeah. So yeah, this is definitely one of the best movies we've ever spoiled. Yeah, I guess I didn't realize how much I like Dinosaurs during that time and dinosaurs was like everywhere the older people might remember the show I know my brother will Denver the last dinosaur he had like Land of the Lost the TV show dinosaurs just dinosaurs were everywhere and rightfully so they're really awesome so Uh, Josh I don't know if I uh, answered your question earlier yeah uh, Nedry is literally getting his guts ripped out and you're hearing it you're reading it from his perspective so yes it's extremely violent Uh, there are scenes in the book that are very very violent so yeah, hard, hard, hard. Yes, this is amazing, amazing movie. It still looks fantastic. Um, just great, great. That's it.
4: <laughs>
1: fantastic.
3: Denver,
1: the last
5: the dinosaur. Last dinosaur.
1: <laughs> Brent, what was that at the end? <laughs> what I was, I was singing Denver, the last dinosaur
5: with Corey.
4: Look.
1: No, and you were saying great.
0: Oh, fantastic, China. I don't know. <laughs>
4: You, know what I was you doing. knew what it was, Stevie. Let it go.
0: Greg <laughs> and I love
4: doing those. They're so funny.
0: It's great. It's the best.
1: Oh, Yeah, I will give this movie a very, very rock hard. Viggo Mortensen uh hard yes. <gasps> I absolutely love this movie. Uh, Alan Grant slow walking towards the T-Rex with a flare in his hand. Uh, looking up at the T-Rex is one of my favorite shots in movie history. Uh, mixed with the rain, the darkness, and the red coming off the flare, it just looks absolutely incredible. I love this uh, Alan Grant story arc of, you know, becoming a father through the scariest, you know, point in his entire life. Stuff like that, I just think is awesome. And this franchise is terrible, but I'm really happy that Chris <laughs> chose this one. Thank God. And even though I'm not looking forward to what's it called? Dominion. Yeah. Uh, if they don't follow through with that little girl. From the one before having Raptor in her, I'm going to be very disappointed. <laughs> Wait, Cause what? Because that is my theory, and I will die on that hill.
3: Gosh, I hope so. Maisie's you're right.
1: not just a clone of her mother, she has Raptor in her. 100%. And if they don't follow through with it, I'm going to be very upset. Stop, you're depressing uh, me. <laughs> I know. The movie is awful, but it's the one thing I had going for it Raptor inhuman. They can do it. Uh, but hey, yeah, just in a imi- absolutely. Like her. All right.
3: What's that? So said they're alive, like her, okay?
1: <laughs> exactly. She feels connected to him. It's a whole separate podcast on it, but she has Raptor in it. <laughs> um, but yeah, just an amazing movie and probably my favorite Stevie Spielberg movie. Just, what a movie. So happy I watched it three times this weekend. <laughs> Absolute hard yes. Uh, before we leave, though, are you guys ready for some trivia? Oh, Yeah. Hmm. What is the winner I mean, yet? Richard Attenborough, who plays... The amazing, or I guess evil in the book, John Hammond in this movie was an avid fan of Chelsea Football Club, which is my favorite soccer team of all time. I wake up at seven in the morning every time on the weekends to watch them. My question to you, and since we're not putting, you know, we're just getting respect on this, let's go from Isis to WESUS. Frank Lampard is the all-time leading scorer at Chelsea. How many goals did he score for them in his career?
3: Oh, man. God. I was really hoping for some JP trivia. <laughs> <laughs>
5: All time. Not with Stevie.
0: You said score uh, goals you're talking about? Um, mm-hmm. I will say
1: 73. 73 for Brett. Okay, who's next?
4: Uh, Shout out to brothers Jordan and Jared. Liverpool fans, the Reds, you'll never walk alone. Um, I'll explode. Write it all. What is that? 169. 169. 169.
2: Money.
1: I'll guess 101. 101. Okay.
3: I'm gonna guess 233.
1: Two thirty-three
6: says PK. Okay, I'll say three thirty-three. That seems really high.
1: Three.
5: Well, I'll take the answer that Pappy should have said, four hundred and twenty. Is that the last guess? Is that the last guess, Kylo? Yeah. Hey now, Stevie, can I get
0: can I get half a point for getting it almost exactly half right? You weren't even close to ex- exactly half right. Hmm, I'm looking at the wrong thing. Then go ahead.
1: Okay, Frankie Lampard. Super Frank, my favorite player in all of Chelsea history.
3: Terrible coach.
1: He wasn't great. <laughs> all right, he wasn't great. That doesn't mean Michael Jordan wasn't great for the Bulls. His, you know, <laughs> he just wasn't great as a coach. Anyway, in all competitions, he scored an astounding 211 goals for <gasps> Chelsea, which means PK Yo, gets all of our respect because he go. was the closest. Let's. My Girl. first
3: like trivia with the full crew and I win. Let's go! Wow. I haven't won any WandaVision division yet. Uh, mine says one forty-seven. Now so. how much we can respect it, PK.
2: Mine just says yeah. respect me. <laughs> oh,
0: this says two hundred eleven. Yeah, two eleven if you go by all score. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think he had what one seventy for Premier League, one forty-seven yeah, for Chelsea. There you so go. almost ex- exactly halfway, almost. But good job, PK. Hey,
1: re- you
3: respect me. You, res- you respect Jurassic Park, all right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, Pap. Hmm. As is tradition, Mm. I'm going to kick it to you because I love you and you're my best friend. Mm. But what do we have coming down the line? Yes! And if people want to join our Patreon, how can they do that? Okay,
6: so first things first, it's patreon.com forward slash... I don't know what the what's after the forward slash. Hold on. Patreon.com forward slash spoilers podcast. Not, Back. no, Josh, don't say that. Ob- optional slash. Nope. The slash is required. Um, also, uh, the app on Patreon is really good because they have a bunch of episodes on there. And the, I, I found that the interface for playing episodes is actually really nice. But what's coming down the pipe, you asked, Stevie? I'll just say yes. two things. One, we did run a poll for our patrons on what kind of episode they wanted to hear and they voted on a movie that we like so relatively soon this summer there's going to be a mad max fury road pod on the patreon which is exciting we haven't recorded that yet so it's a long way off but you did a great job hosting tonight uh get go go to bed early rest up uh get your movie eyes ready because you're back to hosting with maximum overdrive our next movie game uh, yes! So a movie equally as good as Jurassic Park uh, in most <laughs> most circles. But that's what we have to look forward to. And more Patreon requests, but I'm not going to say them because I get beeped out when I do. Mm-hmm. That's hilarious, <laughs> though. Crystal Skull. And oh. snap Uh. Yes, we do have That'll get bleeped out, though. I just think it's going to be fine for me being bleeped out saying s***. On the podcast lots of times.
1: <laughs> well, I just want to say thank you all for listening. And thank you to Chris for joining our Patreon and picking this amazing movie. I had so much fun hosting with all of you. It was awesome. That was spoilers.
4: Spoiler man here please consider going
6: to patreon.com slash spoilers podcast. Special thank you to our patrons. Really spectacular. Spared no expense. Nick. Absolutely
0: spectacular design. Spared no expense.
6: Brother Brian. Top of
0: the line. Spared no
2: expense.
6: Druid King.
2: Spared no expense.
6: Matt Troll.
4: Spared no expense. Our email is podcast at gmail.com.
5: yeah man
1: did i not say all of you yeah but he gets to take it away right
3: that was the <gasps> trivia
1: didn't you already you ruined ruined you my take it away
3: you ruined my moment stevie you
1: edit it back it going to respect you know what pk <laughs> i gave That's you respect and I, you I lose it right away <laughs> you lost it quickly since you won take us out
3: all right uh thanks chris great movie thanks for having me on a non-superhero episode Take it away, Spinosaurus, man. I mean, Spoiler Man. That was Spoilers.